peace to you and thank you for permitting me into your home and heart. I am the voice of one. Years ago, I watched a movie which was a depiction of a true life story that occurred in the United States of America and centered on the custody of a child. The movie focused on how the child's father and paternal grandparents on the one hand and his uncle and aunt and maternal grandparents on the other hand fought for his custody. What had happened was that the child's father had killed his mother and had been sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. This now convicted murderer then asked his parents to ensure that the child was raised by them. When the family of the murdered woman got to know of this, they at once filed for custody of the child in the state in which they, their sister and daughter, that is the murdered woman, and her own convicted husband lived until her death. The court initially granted shared custody of the child until a final ruling on the matter could be decided during which time the child was oscillating between his paternal grandparents and his maternal uncle and aunt. Unable to reach a final decision satisfactory to all parties concerned, the judge asked their lawyers to work out a more permanent arrangement for his ruling. The lawyers came up with an arrangement which would give the child's paternal grandparents custody for two weeks and his maternal uncle and aunt permanent custody thereafter. It was also agreed that during the two-week custody period by the paternal grandparents, they could take the child to their home states and that midway into the two-week temporary custody, the child's maternal uncle and aunt could visit pending their full and final custody of the child. However, once the child was safe with the paternal grandparents in their home state, they got another lawyer to file and obtained a bogus adoption of the child under the laws of their home state in utter disregard of the subsisting temporary custodial agreement. So when the child's maternal uncle and aunt got ready to visit as agreed midway into the temporary custody, they were stunned to be informed by the paternal grandparents that they had adopted the child. Thus began a long and costly child custody battle. The child's paternal grandparents fought to keep the child with them through all means at their disposal, using elected judges, a not so clean lawyer, church minister and members, etc. The child's maternal uncle and aunt on their part used the media, lawyers, rights groups, local fundraisers, etc. to fight to regain custody. This custody battle spanned several years. Eventually, the child's maternal uncle and aunt prevailed, got permanent custody of the child, and shortly afterwards adopted the child as their own. This true life story was fascinating in many respects. First was the extent to which the child's father went to keep the child after murdering his wife, that is the child's mother. Secondly, the man's parents had no qualms about their son's actions and supported him during his trial. Thirdly, the man was audacious in asking his parents to take custody of the child whom he had made motherless. Fourthly, there was the role of the child's maternal uncle and aunt who had a child only slightly younger than the child at the center of the custody battle. They concentrated so much on this child whose custody they were fighting over, sometimes disregarding the care of their child. Perhaps the most fascinating of all was the child at the center of the custody battle. He was a few months old when his mother was murdered and the custody battle began. This child did not know what was going on. He innocently stayed with whosoever the courts ordered. After watching this true life depiction in a movie, it dawned on me that there is a similar yet more significant and fierce custody battle going on today and it concerns God and Satan fighting for the custody of the souls of men and women worldwide. I call it the great custody battle. This battle goes on daily for who gets to keep the souls of the inhabitants of the earth. Dear friends, this is real. God and Satan are in a constant battle 
for the custody of your soul and mine. It is amazing the extent to which Satan, the author of man's sinful and depraved state, would go to keep you and I in his grip perpetually. He does everything possible to ensure that we have no memory of God, our creator. Satan, walking through some human agents, does everything to erase from human society the knowledge of God. He stops the reading of the Bible in schools and the preaching of the word of God in many parts of the world. He turns the preaching of God's word into a circus of earthly pursuits rather than the pursuit of God and his eternal plan of salvation. And he works to eliminate sound biblical teachings in many church meetings, replacing them with the motivational speeches of men and women, enticing us to pursue mundane and temporal things among others. Satan's wiles are so subtle they can easily be overlooked, sadly to the detriment of the soul. For example, people think that it is no big deal to fake being righteous on the days one goes for worship activities, but live like the devil thereafter. On the other hand, God has gone to great lengths to take custody of the souls of people. Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Beloved, God made Jesus Christ his son to pay for our sins by hanging on the cross at Calvary so that all who believe and accept Jesus' death as payment for their sins shall be saved from God's judgment on sinners and the consequences of sin eternally. Again, God admonishes us saying, Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies. Therefore, turn and live. God continues sending missionaries into the world to preach the good news of his salvation, supervising and directing their ministries. He sent Philip into the desert to preach and bring salvation to an Ethiopian eunuch returning from a religious pilgrim in Jerusalem. He caused Paul and Silas to be jailed so that they could bring salvation to a jailer who could never have heard the gospel of salvation otherwise. He sent John the Baptist to the Jews to prepare their hearts for the coming of Jesus Christ, his son. And though these missionaries are subjects of derision and even killed, God nonetheless continues sending them worldwide. Today, he has sent me to tell you, prepare your hearts to receive God's salvation. Make straight the crooked parts of your life and repent and turn from your sins. God has asked me to tell you that he loves you dearly, cares so much for you, and is fighting to get custody of you and give you eternal life. Some people are unaware of this great custody battle between God and Satan for their souls. And so like the child in the dramatized true life story, they shuffle from one religion, idol, cult, ideology, etc. to another. But unlike the child in our story, who had no choice in the matter, God wants you to know that you have a choice in this matter. You can decide with whom you want to be, God or Satan. Today, I plead with you to make an informed decision. Recognize that you are the center of a custody battle between God and Satan, and they will go to any length to have you. Satan to keep you in perpetual bondage and defeat and ultimately in hell, and God to bring you into liberty, victory, peace, and ultimately heaven. Satan, the father of lies and chief deceiver, has lured some people into a false sense of security, making them think that their wealth and connections with religious organizations and preachers will get them into heaven. But his goal is to have these unsuspecting people in hell within. As things stand now, you do not need to do anything to be in Satan's custody because you already are in his custody. To be in God's custody, however, you must acknowledge and accept God's love of you and believe in Jesus Christ, his son, whom he has sent to save you from sin and its eternal consequences in hell. 
as your Savior and Lord with all your heart, repenting of your sinfulness and desiring God's will for you. And as God once said, I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you may live. The choice of life is living with God eternally, along with the pleasures arising therefrom, as the psalmist said. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Make the decision today to choose God as your custodian so that you may live eternally and not die. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this message that you have brought to our hearing today. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. I pray, almighty and everlasting God, that as many as have listened in and are deciding to come to you, Father, help them. Bring them to the place of true repentance. Bring them to the place of eternal salvation that they may be removed from the custody of Satan and spend their lives with you in eternity. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye.